Everybody. Jesus, you sound like <laughs> Mickey Mouse. What was that? Okay, sorry. Hey, everybody, welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast, the spooky edition. Ooh, uh, hashtag uh, too spooky. <laughs> hashtag too spooky indeed. Uh, your D commentators this week are me, Luke, or wait, should I say spook? Get the hell out of my house. That is disgusting. <laughs> And it's me, Emma. I don't think I have a spooky pun that works. Emma! That, that's not bad. It's, it's not bad. And introducing our very first guest. <laughs> our very first guest, Molly Whalen. Thank you, don't, oh, don't Don't give her full name. Now people can track her. Um, <laughs> people know our full names of the five people listening to this. I don't have this. my full name on social media. It's okay. But <laughs> okay, that's fine. happy to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem. Molly, do you want to workshop a spooky name real quick? Or are you good? Uh, Malik. Oh, Malik. <laughs> As you can tell, there's a lot of energy in the studio this week. I mean, month. And by studio, I mean two separate rooms across, literally across the country from one another. Because we are reviewing. We, I've decided that it's going to become a tradition of this show that we call every film a classic, no matter it how is, good or well, bad it is. is. But the, but this is but this is the first time I feel like that's actually a hundred percent true because this is a seminal classic, Halloween Town, and it is truly art. I would describe it as art. It's pr- it's pretty damn good, everybody. Like, it, it's it's got it. Like, it lives up to its own hype. I will like, say for the good. first time. Also, it was like a beautiful fall day. Molly is here with me. We're sitting on a, on a couch. I'm in my underwear. <laughs> We're covered by a blanket. Beautiful fall day, and so we watched Halloween Town, and it really it didn't feel like a chore. Like when yeah. I had to watch Smart no. House, I was like, God, I gotta sit my ass down and watch Smart House. But this, like, I, I would have done it when naturally. I, it I felt enjoyed. organic. So you, didn't have to, so, wait, so, so you didn't feel that way when you had to watch Princess Protection? Oh, Program. no, that, that so was a, also very organic. That's how I felt. I felt very at home that. with Princess Protection Program. Uh, so before we launch into it, uh, Molly, do you have any DCOM factoids about yourself that you want to share with us? What's your favorite DCOM? That's a good one. Oh. This might sound stupid, but I will have to say High School Musical. Ooh, no. I mean, Ooh. I respect it. I, so do I. Ba- I mean, basic, it, that's another basic one. basic answer, but honestly, one of the best <laughs> movies in you general. Can't. I'm, I, I'm personally of the camp that High School Musical 2 is superior to the original I agree musical, with you. Just, I agree with you. But I, but no, it's a very valid or opinion. Or Camp Rock, because the Jonas Brothers. Ugh, I love Camp Rock. I hot take... I might like Camp Rock more than High School Musical. Oh, damn. Emma, that's fun. Them's fighting words. I know. I know. The music's better. The music is better. Ah! We're not going to start that today. Um, But Molly, what is... Do do you know... Do you remember what your first Disney Channel original movie was upon viewing? Because I believe Emma said this was her first. I have no idea. Yeah. Am I supposed to know that? (laughs) Is that a thing people are supposed to know? You never forget your first, Molly. Shoot. (laughs) I remember watching Brink when I was very little. That's also yeah. that haunt the Megaplex movie one that was mm-hmm. scary. Oh, the Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah, I remember that. That's a little. I hate to tell that to our listeners, but that magical, magical gem is a couple years off because we've got all the Halloween Town movies to go through first. But uh, so before we get talk about the movie, 
Just a little bit of decom news. Not much. We don't have anything major. But the big news, really, is that we have now reached 101 decoms because since recording our last episode, The Swap, the 101st Disney Channel original movie, aired on Disney Channel. And I didn't watch it because I didn't want to spoil myself for the time, uh, the point where we eventually review that movie. But guess what? It's about people switching bodies I, because people of switch bodies in every single <laughs> Disney Channel original movie. I that is I think there is some exec at Disney who loves the idea of people switching bodies. That has happened in countless decoms. It's happened, I think, in every episode of any Disney Channel show ever produced. It happens in Lizzie McGuire. It happens in That's So Raven. They love. When people switch Oh, bodies. God, I remember the Lizzie yeah. McGuire episode Matt where she switches Lizzie's bodies. bodies. <laughs> it's, it yeah. is completely insane. But let's get into yeah. this movie. Right. So um, I'm assuming, like, some of the other ones we reviewed are kind of obscure. I'm assuming everyone listening to this show knows Halloween Town. You know it. You love it. Halloween Town. It's great. So let's talk about our actors real quick. Um, first up, we've got... Well, not first up, but the most recognizable and just who's a freaking national treasure. Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds as Aggie Cromwell. This woman is the most magical woman, and I did mean that as a pun, on the face of the planet. (laughs) She's delightful. She's too good for this movie, I will say. We both made that comment. I I I'm at peek behind the cur- peek behind the curtain, f- folks at home. I'm at film school at UC Santa Barbara, and we watched Singing in the Rain in one of my classes. And they were like, "That's Debbie Rumble- Reynolds," and I was like, "Debbie Reynolds? Why do I know that name?" And I was like, "Oh my God, it's the grandma in Halloween." That's town. really sad. That makes me sad for your generation. I hope you didn't say that out loud. <laughs> I did. Well, uh, maybe I did. But uh, I actually I found out lately that she's also the voice of Charlotte in the 1970s Charlotte Webb movie that me and Emma freaking adored as children she's charlotte in that and it's totally true she's also in kiki's delivery service one of my favorite oh films god of all time. if i have to hear but, you talk I, about kiki's delivery service one more time i'm gonna jump out of the window hey molly molly likes kiki's delivery service too right molly I, yes <laughs> thank you uh, Mo- yes. moving on we have Kimberly J. Brown as our lead uh, heroine. Marnie. Kim, uh, Marnie Crump. Mar- no, Marnie Piper. Marnie Cromwell Piper, whatever. Um, she is not really acting so much these days, uh, but... I I don't want to say... I don't want to attack her crap, but she wasn't really... I didn't really see her in this movie and go, wow, she should have had a longer career. She was really... <laughs> well, yeah. Oscar-worthy. But she's also, she, was, she was also young. Very she young. was also she in was a like... lot of Disney Channel stuff in this era. But she this... wasn't that young. No, no, for she wasn't all that young. for the bedtime stories <laughs> and for that how excited is, she got over some things. She was a little old for it. We brought but, that up multiple times. We were like, she is playing a 13, 14 year old, and like she is losing her mind over like a picture book, yes. like losing it. But she, yeah, so she's uh, our main character, and she, yeah, she didn't eventually in the fourth and I think maybe worst Halloween Town. I don't know, Calabar's Revenge. I remember being pretty bad. Um, she is eventually replaced by another actress. Okay, two things, two things. I actually do have some news. I, for the first time ever, I did some research while we were watching this movie, and I Googled oh, her. And she, I did not realize this, but it's not, it was not the case that she did not want to come back for the fourth Halloween Town. No, no. She was they, not they, she was... asked back because they didn't think right. she was, like, hot enough. No. And they wanted someone and... hotter, and so they recast her with Sarah Paxton. Right. 
Well, I was one of the things I was going to talk about is that she recently did an interview with Seventeen. Yes, this is what I read, and she was like, "I'm sad for the fans," and I think she obviously wasn't happy about being recast. Well, right, but she's not mad at Sarah Paxton. No, we we she cares. Sarah Paxton's out there trying to make a buck and make a living. Aquamarine didn't do that well. She needs to make some money. We were all sad that that she got recast, but she's Marnie. She's magic. Um, I believe she has a YouTube channel, so if anyone's interested, you should check her out. Subscribe. She wrote a children's book, which is Halloween-themed, which is cool. Next up, Judith Hoag, who's actually like a legit actress, plays Marnie's mom, Mrs. um, Gwen Piper, who does a lot of stuff. She's a cool lady. I know her from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Next up, um, Marie... Something, bro, I, whatever. The girl who plays Sophie. She's a karate person now. She's a karate, she's a world-class black belt karate champion. <laughs> that was the only person that I thought was interesting to know what they were up to. She's like a world-class Yeah, she's, black she's belt. the, she's the, Sophie. she's the Arizona state champion. Emily Roske is her name, and she. Actually, how old is she? She, how old is she? Oh, I don't know. Uh, if she's, oh, she's she looks... 24. She's 24 right now. She's four years Oh, old. she's like my age. Yeah. A little bit older than me. Yeah, and she's a state, Arizona state black belt champion. Like, she's number one in the country, it says on this article. Honestly, Luke, I, this is a controversial opinion. I think she's the best actress in the Really? You think yeah. she's... She was good. <laughs> she's fine. I mean, she's, she plays like... She was like, better than the brother. She was oh, she's, uh, in many scenes better than she's Kimberly Cooper. She's so much better than the brother. Uh, the bro- His acting is... The brother, the brother stays on for all four Halloween Town movies and has not really done much aside from them. Collect that paycheck, dude. You're not that good of an actor. He yeah. can't be picky. Um. So yes. So those are the by. So before we get into the whole review, the three main kids we've got: Marnie Piper, Dylan Piper, and Sophie Piper. Soapy. 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 Yes. Oh, I did actually have. Sorry, I did have a bit of decom news, oh, which was it's not really decom news. It's Demi news because I got some Demi Lovato news, otherwise known as Demetria, the robot killer robot from the future that we discovered in Princess Protection Program. Um. Speaking of karate people. She's like training to be an MMA fighter, apparently. No, she's not. Um, that is, there's no way, Luke, that that is true. Do you want me to link I, you the freaking article I'm reading on MTV.com right now, which is Demi Lovato oh training in mixed martial arts on her Instagram and then saying her first fight will be coming up soon? Huh? Oh my God. Do you want me to link you this article that I'm reading? I don't, I, actually, yes, yes immediately. I'm linking it now in the chat. Because that's the wildest thing I've ever heard. I, that's why I felt like we needed to bring it up because it is the wildest thing and am i okay i expected better of you because you are on top of all these hot decom scoops especially demi lovato this is not a decom scoop this is a scoop of like a mid-range pop star at this point well that's where you that's where you live is in mid-range pop but okay so let's talk about halloween town so first just to begin (laughs) that we both said when we were watching it the opening credits look like they were created in legitimately ms paint oh absolutely much keep in mind this is this is like the fourth disney the fourth or fifth disney channel original movie and so it's a little the effects are only mildly better than smart house but not by much um, but Wait, I will not, not by much. No, I, I would not say that there was one effect in this movie that I was didn't think didn't visibly cringe at. Yeah, but I will say the first. The, there's two openings basically to this movie. The first is actually really really good, where they just zoom in on the creepy pumpkin in town. Yeah, and it flickers Halloween Town, and I was like, oh cool. And then it completely ruins it five seconds later by just being the most generic kids running around in costumes over credits. 
it looks like hocus pocus i thought it was hocus pocus yeah it does have that and i also love um a a running theme that you should do if you're watching this movie listeners is look at all the people in the costumes because there's like the same like five costumes (laughs) just repeated over and over again which are like clown devil witch like all the things they don't have to pay for fairy fairy Something with wings. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, also, I want to ask you a question right now, because I this actually floored me. Shoot. How do you spell... Calabar? Look it up. Calabar. Calabar. Okay, I have, I have that exact same note, because Halloween Town... It's a K in the second one. In the sec- it's Calabar's Revenge in, with a K. It is, and in the opening credits of this one, they spell it with a C. And yes! on the IMDb page of the second one, which has K in the name, it spells it with a C again. So I don't know. It's a huge Calabar. mistake. It's a massive mistake. Maybe he's when he's good, it's spelled with a C, but when it's evil, it's spelled with a K. I don't know. But I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, yeah, it's... I really do yeah, not they, think that it was uh, an artistic choice. It was bad. They, somebody messed up somewhere. Let's leave it at that. I, like, rewound it. <laughs> It's a, it's a weird thing. Like you'd think they'd know the name of the main villain, but they just no. I think they were making up. Okay, as we will get to later, but I will address. I think that they were making a lot of this up as they went. Oh, like absolutely. there was not a huge amount of foresight with literally anything, especially the main plot and any of Calabar's motivations. But continue. oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we'll get into all that. But again, this is this is only Disney Channel's fourth or fifth movie. They do not know how to, they do not know how to do much in this in this band. But somehow they came out with this. So we go we come up on the Piper House, and it becomes quickly aware that they do not celebrate Halloween. They are a non-observing Halloween family. Um, and by non-observing, like I mean, in, in, to an insane level, oh, yes. where like they're not allowed to discuss Halloween. Like also, like regardless of like the insane idea that we're supposed to believe that. Also, the first 10 minutes of this movie are just, like, exposition yep. is just yep. railed upon you. Like, it is this dumped m- on you. Dad is dead. Here's a picture of our dead dad. Yep. Mom and dad bad on Halloween. Mm-hmm. But mom lets them talk about Halloween. This dumped, movie does not dumped, get dumped. even close to good until they end up in Halloween Town. That's when the switch is so, flipped. It's truly insane that we're supposed to believe that, like, the mom, like, is, like, where you can't talk about Halloween and, like, gives them no explanation ever for it. Yep. And, like, her, like, line is, like, there's things about Halloween you just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes no sense. <laughs> like, what? It's, what it's, could it's, there possibly be? It, it, it was literally just the writers being, like, we don't want to write a whole thing. Just make her say she doesn't, she doesn't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing that I really want to point out about this that irked me to quite literally no end was... Why do these kids not realize that, like, the, all of their most important life events are tied to Halloween? Like, mom and dad met on Halloween. Grandma can only ever come on Halloween. That is but, true. Like, they they should have picked that up, that the grandma only I visits on Halloween. I don't understand why she can only visit on Halloween. Nobody, I, not even the writers of the Halloween because town. Because once she gets to, once, like, all of the children get to Halloween town, she's like, oh, I'll have to bring you home. But mm-hmm. I thought she could only visit on Halloween. Well, a time works differently in Halloween <laughs> town, Molly. <laughs> okay, that's speaking, true. Speaking of things that they did not plan out, yeah. that was a yeah. throwaway line. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a throwaway line because she was like, Bo, don't worry. There's times different there. It could be yeah. two hours there and it's six weeks here. I was like, what? Yeah, but no, it's I, I think it's really insane that the kids don't ask a few more questions related to Halloween. Right. Because it seems to be a very important date for their family, and it's it's it strikes me as odd. It strikes us all as odd. So Also, just as is oh. unrelated to any point of this plot, but um Halloween Town is incredibly lazily named. Yes. Like a town where like who I would love to have been in that board meeting. Like just look like we're gonna do this movie and it's gonna be about like a town where it's like all about Halloween, like we base our Halloween off of this town. Which, so like, what do you think we could call the town? And someone's like, um, 
I don't know, Jim, just spitballing here, but uh, what about Halloween Town? And then like, holy shit. <laughs> Take the keys to my Porsche, you beautiful motherfucker. You get a raise. Like, <laughs> well, wait, Molly, quick question. Was this pre-Nightmare uh, Before Christmas, which takes place in Halloween, a, a different Halloween town? No, Nightmare Before Christmas was 93, I want to say. This was post, so they may have. Lived. I think this took a lot of liberties from both Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus. <laughs> That's you're not wrong. Um, There's a lot of things borrowed from those two films. Correct. Uh, so we get in the Piper House. We see the mother who wants Halloween to be eradicated from her from everything she sees, and Marnie, her daughter, her oldest daughter, who is 13, is begging her mother to let her go to a costume party, and the mother's staunchly disagreeing with her. And she has her friends there, and we quickly learn that Marnie is the weird girl who's into weird stuff. Who's into weird stuff? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> There's also a it's also Which never is explained. No, no. When she's like, "Is this hieroglyphics?" And I'm like, "What the fuck does that have to do with Halloween?" Did nothing. That's just like an They're ancient nothing. form of communication. Yeah, Halloween Town really even doesn't know what it is at this point. Like, it's it's just vaguely magical. <laughs> also, you know, I wanted to point this out in this beginning, like opening scene where like Marnie's arguing with everyone, seemingly about Halloween being cool, and she like it reminded me of Smart House, how like we always say like the insults. In Disney movies, oh are insane. god, they're so bad. And at one point, she looks at her brother and is like, "Halloween is cool, nature boy." I was yes. like, "What?" Oh yeah, no, Marnie. <laughs> what does that even it's a, mean? It's a recurring element in this film that Marnie loves to drop really stupid insults, like they're the hottest like rap oh, diss of all time. She had the best insult. That's not, and we've got better insults. Oh coming. no, I know we do. She, I'm aware. She thinks she's like in a rap battle. Yes. She like walks up, drops these lines, and like she looks. So satisfied with herself, mm-hmm. like Mike she, drop. Yeah. I just nailed it. It's like, great. Mm. But uh, but, my, but yeah, Marty's the weird girl. She's into. They, she spends math class drawing ghosts or whatever. Which I guess which, whatever. What? Yeah, whatever. Um, basically, if you've ever seen a horror movie and there's that one kid who's like really into monster movies who knows what's going on, but nobody listens to him. Marty's that kid, but she's a girl. It also like if like someone's drawing ghosts all day, like they need to see some yeah see someone. Yeah. I don't. I think she has problems. True. She True. seems troubled. Also, I also want to draw this out from the this beginning um, exhibition house scene where the mom says she can't go. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Sophie the whole time is looking out a a window. Yes. She's saying the same thing. She's over and she's over. saying she's saying for someone's yeah, coming. someone's coming. It's also it's really creepy. It it's creepy. very like red rum. It is um, yeah. the shining. But it it's weird because I didn't I've never picked up on this until I watched it this time. That she does that and like we are to believe that Sophie can tell the future. Yes. yes. So can Marnie. She is anticipating the grandma coming. Right. And then the, and then the grandma does it in the house. She's like, Someone's coming. And I was yeah. like, Oh You didn't get they, that? You didn't get that? I've never picked up on that before. Huh. Yeah, because Marnie talks about how she has deja vu all the time because she's seeing the future. Okay, okay. Which okay. doesn't make any sense, Luke, but... I, we, me, me and Molly talked about this multiple times. It She uses the fact that she gets deja vu a bunch, but never explains it, but uses that to like justify like why she must be magical Makes, or something is different yeah, with her. I'm like, yeah. why does having deja vu, why would that immediately set off bells in your head that like, well, must be a fucking way. Yeah, it doesn't make any nothing sense. Else could, nothing else could cause this. Yeah. Like, yeah. it makes no... She talks about it constantly. She does. And it's she also does. really not explained why she has deja vu all the time. It's basically, she it's assumes basically, herself. Yeah. She goes, I think I can tell the future. And her brother's like, 
Okay. Yeah, let's let's talk about the brother real quick because he is the worst. Like this kid almost made me kill myself by face palming my own head so hard that it, I was gonna break <laughs> my own skull. Well, that's interesting because me and Molly both said that you remind us of that kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Part of the reason why I hate him is because I see small parts of myself in him. We and we hate we hate the most what we see in ourselves. It's a true fact. There's true there fact. there are some I, things that I I see my a younger version of myself in this child. Some things that make me want to punch him in the face. But Sophie's looking out the window. The kid is reading a book just called The Flagship. Like, it's like a thick book with a battleship on it. And the mom's like, no, you're not going to a costume party. You're not going out on Halloween. You will stay in here. And as Marnie puts it, be like vegetables and just sit around. That was a whole monologue about putting in oh, roots yes. in the Mar- carpet and like, and I also like kind of insensitive to people in comas. <laughs> I was like, this is rough. Uh, but Marnie, um, Marnie's whole I, thing also, aside from being the weird girl, is that she is like the teenager who thinks she's basically an adult because she's thirteen. That's how you know you're getting old when you're watching Disney Channel original movies when they, you start like <laughs> siding with the parents. The kids like, she's like, I'm practically an adult. I'm thirteen years old. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> Go to bed, you child. Like, <laughs> that's the braces when I was that's, 30 you don't know shit get in bed there's things about Halloween you don't yeah, understand there's a lot okay? of things like, you, understand. you don't know what's going on so yeah it's established Marnie's the real girl Sophie has no characterization otherwise to be cute and say bleak se- say short sentences and the brother Dylan is the most like boring annoying like he's the worst he's literally the worst so we quickly cut outside as a horrible horrible effect of a orange school bus descends oh, from that bus effect molly like screamed and like had to like jostle me because i like wasn't the one <laughs> and like how bad that effect was when the bus comes down it's really yes. awful and off of it steps debbie reynolds as aggie and she has a little magic bag that's essentially alive. Mary Poppins esque. Yes, bag she that... she is basically off brand Mary Poppins. But I will f- say, do acting opposite a bag, she looked she's great. Believe oh me. yeah, Debbie Reynolds is like I don't care what you say about Sophie. Debbie Reynolds is the best is the best actress in this entire film because just especially with the crap that they gave this actually classically trained incredible actress, and then her to kind of turn out such a great performance is incredible to me. How did her agent convince her to do this? Do you think she just showed up in the wrong room? Like they like they handed her like the wrong script, and she's like, oh shit, this is what we signed up for. I <laughs> I don't know, but that woman's a national treasure. She's fantastic. So she grabs, gets her magic bag, which follows her around. It's supposed to be like an animal, and I believe in later Halloween Town films it will be CGI. It's also expandable, like Mary Poppins. Like she's pulling like lamps and shit out of it, basically, and like full size skeletons. And so she gets there, and she immediately just lays the mom's plan to waste. (laughs) Oh yeah, she She is like, "Fuck you! Here's some costumes. Here's this." massive troll suit for the brother sophie <laughs> yeah. you get the to booger. the booger, booger. Yeah, you get to it's... put a sheet on your head marnie um here's a princess hat but we're gonna say you're a witch like i yeah she has no respect for her own no daughter respect and for her daughters her as house. a parent whatsoever we can immediately tell that the mom hates her mother they hate each other they have dinner at which point we then see a 13 year old girl this is what me and molly's point was begging for a bedtime story i'm like if someone yeah. tried to tell me a bedtime story when i was 13 years old i'd 
tell them to fuck right the hell off. Like, I'm going to go watch TV in my room. I was already watching, like, Keeping Up with the Kardashians at that point. Like, I don't need you to tell me a bedtime story, Grandma. It would make so much more sense for, like, Sophie to be begging for it. But Marnie's like, yes! A bedtime story! Thank God! I was like, what? <laughs> it was super weird. No wonder you're it the weird, weird girl in school, Marnie. Nobody She's else listens weird to bedtime who knows about Who knows about hieroglyphics and pentagrams and makes a reference to the 1930s movie The Wolfman, because that's who she yeah, is. Yeah, what was that? And Okay, and so then... Ma, the mom. Oh, by the way, the, the as much as much as the mom is upset about this, the boy is equally like, "Oh no, she's encouraging Marnie to be weird." And I was like, "Screw you! Let Marnie let her fly her freak flag." He's also weirder than anyone else in this yeah. movie. Yes. That's another thing. He needs he to. And yes, he he is the one who instigates the now famous line halloween is cool cool because he says he'd rather take a nice nature documentary over and then she calls him nature boy which i found bizarre and uh, the Um, other great line is delivered by aggie in this scene which is uh or no it's delivered by marnie because she says no one around here seems to appreciate my uh love for weird stuff which i really do oh no and then aggie says being normal is vastly overrated which i enjoy the point of this that i liked was that she was like, all right, you can tell the kids a bedtime story. Just like, don't tell them anything about Halloween Town, Mom. Just like, keep it, keep it on lock. And, and the, uh, the grandma's just like, the grandma's like, you got it, sweetie. I got you. And then, and then goes upstairs and proceeds to tell them everything yeah. about Halloween Town. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything. Like, she, looks, she pulls out a book yep. that's called Halloween Town. And also, she puts that, Marnie in the book, that book, Halloween Town. The book makes me raise a question, much in the vein of Calabar. Is Halloween Town one or two words? One word. Because in the book, when they open it, it yeah. says this is Halloween Town, and it's two words. And then in some of the stuff written, it's the two Again, words. Again, Lucas, they were making the decisions on the fly. <laughs> they had that book printed three minutes before they handed it to Debbie Reynolds. Like, they only had her just shooting for 30 minutes. She True. had somewhere else to be. This was not very well planned. Oh, by the way... One of my few genuine laughs in this thing, because it's not exactly an exceptionally funny movie, is she says, I know of a magical place. And the kid just goes, like Cleveland? And they all... That, I, we oh. groaned. We both audibly groaned. I laughed. We did not laugh I at all. I thought it was all. funny. Not a single line that that kid delivered made me laugh. No, he not made me laugh a couple single times. single one. He made me laugh a couple times. We all laughed at a lot of different parts, but not delivered by that piece of shit. <laughs> Nothing he said was funny. So she proceeds to tell him everything about Halloween Town and then also insinuate that Marnie is a witch with yes. like a bunch of like knowing glances. Um, Gwen comes upstairs, is visibly pissed. Because mm-hmm. she, she um, cuts her off right as she's about to say, Marnie, you're a wit. And then she's like, mother. Yeah, like that was not even like a story. Like she just really gave it all up. And mm-hmm. so then they go downstairs to have it out with each other and marnie follows um, them down there they, she overhears basically everything yes. talk about an ex- exposition dump they're yep. like yep. they lay it all on the line we are all witches i live in halloween town um i c- can only visit at this time chicken is better on the bone marnie oh yeah is a witch. she will lose her powers <laughs> yes that's oh yes we that is important and by the way yes they she's putting chicken in a bowl and then snaps her fingers and it becomes just a live chicken just to mess with her daughter i guess because that's not how keeping I leftovers works no but uh yes yeah, so she says um if marnie does not train to use her powers at all by the end of her 13th halloween uh, she will lose her power. There's forever. so many arbitrary rules to Halloween Town. You could, the bus right. only flies at midnight. Thirteenth Halloween, you gotta start training. Like, there's gotta be a shit in the pond. Like, there's so many arbitrary rules. Yes. Moving on. 
Uh, Mar so Marnie's like, oh god, I'm a witch. Grandma's leaving. If I don't do witch stuff, I lose my power. So she immediately consigns that she is going to follow her grandmother to Halloween Town. The brother comes along because he's for no good the man reason. Of the house. It makes no sense and to this character that he would come along with her. But okay, exactly. And we will find out later that the other uh, daughter, which Sophie, makes sneaks no sense. They how did they, and uh, how she got they, off the bus. Yeah, and how I was yeah. on the bus together without realizing. Yeah, and I, she it got off the bus. And I go, sense. this bitch is here now. How did she get? I, like, and, and also the fact that they sneak on through the only other entrance that you can sneak on onto a bus. That's what I'm saying. And then don't notice how she snuck on. Like, it doesn't make so any Sophie sense. So Sophie shows up. They are they are now in Halloween Town. The One of the weirdest things about this movie is, like, how shitty everyone in Halloween Town looks. Oh, yes. They have the same, like, five costumes that they just put on different people. Um, and paint costumes, different colors. Luke. It's, like, massive giant heads that they are just yeah. slapping on people. Also, like, the idea of it being, like, Halloween-themed is, like, incredibly loose. Like, why oh, is yeah. there just, like, a, a band marshal, like, from a marching band letting people yeah. on and off the bus? Yeah. Why are people half dog and half cat? That What does that have to do with Halloween? Yeah, Literally it's nothing. Just, it's just vaguely weird, essentially. And, by the way, the boy, Dylan, is convinced that this is all, like, a dream. And his whole thing is he continues to try and explain things away until, like, the last like the fourth quarter of this movie and it's really stupid it's super annoying that gag is like not funny at all but it, so, uh, again just saying the thing of like how i feel like this shit was just like whipped together like they were like oh fuck like we need something for this extra like i don't know put a dog face on him like that's how i feel oh, yeah. like the whole thing was like and like this broom salesman like i gotta just make him look corpse lake like we'll just put some weird shit on his face like i yeah, I was like, what are you supposed to be? Like, we're going to have a shrub woman? Like, I was like, none of this is really anything. Those were just women walking around in fairy wings. I, I, it was really haphazard. I feel like they just gave them a box of props and we're like yeah all the, the all the exterior shots of just like the town square and everything is looks really bad it, it's somewhat better when they're like going into certain places but not by much um but real quick i feel like a lot of people know this but we should touch on it this movie was filmed in the town of saint helens oregon and every year they host a spirit of halloween town uh event and apparently kimberly j brown is going this year and like ten thousand people before. are going She's going right, before. She's, well, she's she's going this year too. So if anyone, you, any of you listeners, could get over to St. Helens, Oregon, go for it. I'm sure it it'll looks, be a good time. I will say it looks lovely. There's a it shot where they go up to uh, Aggie Cromwell's house, and you can see over like the ridge. It looks delightful. Yeah. Oregon's it looks nice. beautiful. Um, so they, anyway, so the three kids are together in the middle of the town square and there's a giant pumpkin that we saw in the opening in the middle of the town. And guys, guys, it's, it's going to become important later. So just <laughs> keep that in the back of your head. So they realize they don't know where their grandma went and up walks this pimp ass dude in a top hat. Dressed and I he has a cane. like a vaudevillian freak. He's in like an orange and black tux and like, like a top a... hat. Yes. Okay. I'm going to just say something right now and like i really hope that the spoilers are not a thing because again if you haven't seen this movie i don't know why you're listening to this but also i really and i've always remembered this about this movie it's not just this watch they make like no attempt to hide the fact that calabar is bad the oh. minute you talk to him i'm like so that's a bad guy right yeah like he has like crazy eyes yeah. and is doing like creepy he's always like slight vaguely creepy he's also like, the, he's also the only person they meet in halloween town and like gets a name aside from luke oh yeah later. and benny the skeleton cab driver but we don't i don't think that he's the one putting this yeah he, because down. you can tell they did not want to put a lot of money into his puppet work so they don't they couldn't sustain him for a very long time oh okay also so okay so calabar 
Omar puts them in the cab. Yes. And as they're in the cab with Benny driving to the house, whatever. Who, guys, Benny is probably my favorite character in this entire movie because his entire thing is he makes horrible, bad skeleton puns. Um, which but I no, love. So they're in the they're in the thing. I literally look at Molly and I was like, "This feels like a Disney ride. Like it looks feels like an animatronic. Like Disney." And then they get out of the car, and Dylan is like, "I feel like I'm in Disneyland." And I was like, "So they're just calling out their things <laughs> a little bit." Yeah. I was like, "They're just writing it into the script at this point." Basically, it's very. It, but yeah, Benny is a skeleton, and he's very poorly controlled, and his mouth is in no way saying what he's supposed to it's, be saying. It's very Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, but I love it. And his cab has tarot cards everywhere, and it's adorable. So then they get to the big Crownwell house. And it's, well, it's not big. It's just kind of, like, vaguely menacing. Oh, yes, but also, as they're driving, he points out Luke, a local punk, who... <laughs> Wait, Molly said the funniest thing about that. Please bring that back up. About when we, like, when the cab driver was making fun of when he's, like, this kid over oh, there. Oh, I was, like... Well, how old do you think this cab driver is? And, like, he's talking about a 13-year-old boy saying, like, he's such a punk. Yeah, like, like why is he shitting on this kid? Like, he's, like, they're just driving and passing. Like, to these people he doesn't know. And he's, like, he's, like, got a few fucking warts removed. But, like, he still thinks he's, like, cool. I'm, like, why are you being so aggressively mean about a child? Look, Benny's a skeleton. He's been around for a long time. I imagine he yeah, knows like, that he's a good judge of character. I know, but, like, he just, like, I think it would be more probably like, oh, he's a kind of a lost soul, you know? Yeah, he had some problems. Punk. He's, like, this stupid punk punk got some wart removed thinks he's all that i'm like why are you so competitive with this poor child also i would like to point out the fact that i have like never once in my entire life ever met a character in a piece of media named luke who was cool and it really hurts me in my very soul that i like i can't like of course the kid named luke in this movie is the bad guy essentially he with a heart of gold well, yes, but also, uh, oh, Emma, is that what you found so attractive about him when you first watched No, this movie? it was more of his face. And I also will say, I don't know how old he was when he filmed this movie, so I say this with caution, but I saw it again today, and I still am very attracted to <laughs> Really? I did not I think he's that. Him, I find him very attractive. Molly, is that a, is that a female consensus from you? I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was very attractive. I, I think it's also why he's like a bad guy. I like oh, that about him. He's a him. bad guy for 15 minutes, literally. <laughs> and it's it. it's very attractive when he is like, I'll take you to get an ice cream. I was like, yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, in episode zero, when we were talking about our first decoms, uh, Emma, oh cited, Emma cited... Wait, Molly just pulled him up on IMDb and it's actually horrific. He's 32 years old oh, now. Goodness. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. He Emma, looks go for bad. It. But, uh, wow. I don't think he's done much work other than Halloween. Time. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's all right. But Emma, but uh, what I was saying was Emma cited this character, Luke, as the spark of her sexual awakening, and she was very attracted to him as a child. I was very... His dyed hair and everything. I liked everything about him. So uh, they get out of the car, the cab, and one thing that I thought was funny is that she asks Benny, she goes, do you take dollars? Which doesn't make any sense because dollars is not just an American thing. And he's just goes, I'll get, get me in the next life. But also, I thought it would have been hilarious in my head. What I thought was going to happen was he was just going to be like, don't worry about it. I'll just need your immortal soul. And then, like, it just got super dark all of a sudden. I thought that would be hilarious okay, if that happened. Okay, so they get up to the gate. They need to unlock the gate. Marnie decides she's going to try her hand of magic, having no magical training whatsoever. 
Um, it's painfully unfunny. And so she's just saying random gobbledygook, and Dylan is just being like, oh, bleh, da, 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 you're such a witch, bleh, bleh, bleh. and then they turn around and Sophie's unlocked the gate, because Sophie is really the one who demonstrates the most magical power. We are supposed to believe that Sophie is the brightest witch of her age. She is yes. way better at magic than anybody else in this movie. And it kind of, I will give the film some credit here, it actually does fit in the line with their explanation of magic, because according to Aggie Cromwell, Magic is just wanting something and then letting yourself have it. Yeah, she was real cocky the whole time about the magic. Me and Molly were kind of turned off by that. I were like, okay, we get it. You're powerful. If I was a witch in Halloween Town that wasn't a Cromwell, like, I know I would hate her. Yeah, yeah. she's definitely a bitch. I think that everybody is probably secretly super annoyed with her and at like town hall meetings like talks a bunch of shit behind her back. Right. So Sophie unlocks the door by turning the lock into a frog for whatever reason. And uh, they walk into the house, and one of my favorite jokes in this entire movie is that Aggie's working on a spell, and she puts it in a, like a, 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 a spell microwave and ta- and taps. It says bubble bubble toil trouble, which on was the microwave. I didn't yeah, like that. That's a great joke. Is that the buttons are bubble bubble toil and trouble, and then she just the kids just walk in, and she's just like, oh, kids. Wonderful. And she like feigns concern for a second where she's like, oh, your mom's about to be super pissed that you're here. Oh, right. And, we like, didn't, uh... and then she's like, oh, well, you know what? Never mind. Time works differently. Oh, so yeah. you guys can also, stay here. One thing we did... And also, we need to make this potion. So do you guys want to hunt me with that? Like, Yeah. By the way, we did skip over that in the kitchen scene. Part of the reason why Aggie came to the real world is that she needed their mom's help because she needed... Because an- magic is more powerful with more witches and she's sensed some kind of oncoming threat to Halloween Town, and she needs her but, help. Yeah, people and, are disappearing. They're yes. turning crazy and mean, and then they're disappearing. Yes, and then... And so she's trying to make something to fight Yes, and this. then Gwen refuses. So Marnie says that they should stay because she can use Marnie as the other witch, forgetting that Sophie is way better at magic than she is, I guess. Yeah, why do we even need Marnie? Marnie's apparently shit at magic. Yeah, Sophie's basically the most competent one in this whole movie. Um, so on that promise, Aggie's like, okay, well, fine, you can stay, but you have to help me with this. And then she goes and gets this, what they call a talisman, but it's not. It's like a little, it's basically kind of like a medieval flashlight with like a claw and then there's it's a It's just a one. flashlight. Yeah. I would say that it's a flashlight. Um, and she gets her witch's brew and then she pours it in the thing and she's like, we have to do a spell to make this work. And she's doing a spell. Um, and then there's this huge, and it doesn't work because she used instant, which again After is After she also like throws glitter on it. Yes. That was like yeah. part of the thing. Um, and then there's a huge tone shift in the movie where she's just like, oh, this is the witch's glass. It was passed down from Cromwell to Cromwell. And she's just like, oh, dark spirits are coming. And just like, it gets. Yeah, what re- the fuck was that? I remember that scene. Like, and they, you can see that crazy, creepy guy's face. I was like, I do not like this. Yeah. I actually hate this. She's like, just, this is scary yeah, as shit. Why, ever, why is this happening? Yeah, they're just like joking around. And then she's still like, dark times are coming, children. We must prepare. Yeah, and there's that creepy guy. And then there's a huge tone shift again. And they're like, time to go to town and do some cool ass witch shopping. <laughs> right. Like, I was so like, what? They need to make. I was like, this seems like a very real threat. Get out. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, in order to make real witches brew, they need the fang of a vampire, the sweat of a ghost, and the hair of a werewolf. And they're like, okay, let's just go buy those in town. And again, this is where you start to see Was the plan to buy them? Or was it to just collect them like how they eventually do? I'm assuming buy them because aggie would know how to do that and when they then why didn't she on, just buy it. why don't they just go buy some shit well you know, why do we have to go to a whole gym sequence of getting sweat of a ghost because they don't have magic money they they don't what are you talking about they don't know anything about this world so they go into just, town and 
um, they go to the ice cream shop first. Right, and real quick, we should talk about the backstory of Halloween Town as a given in this scene, which is that originally all the weird stuff that lives in Halloween Town and would live in the world. This was again a world, huge information dump. I was like, what? Yes. All the bad, not bad, creepy stuff that lived in Halloween Town and the mortal used to live in the mortal world with the mortals, but mortals feared them, and so all the be- creepy things started to act evil, which they are not, and so they decided, screw it, we're just going to make our own parallel world, and then created Halloween Town. And it's kind of like, if anyone has seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, it's kind of like that weird duality between the two worlds where they have evolved along with our world, so that's why they have like a witch microwave, and like a ghost gym, and a werewolf hairdresser, and stuff like that. And so I do really kind of like that, that like their world is just like, magic but modern i which i because i enjoyed that but on the way to the ice cream shop they pass by the movie theater which is closed down and again guys guys it's gonna be important later so yeah that's because eyes. why else would they point that out it's like a like a complete non sequitur where she's like oh we get the best movies uh it's closed darn also they also the movie she says we get the best movies we just got it's a wonderful, wonderful death. death oh because that's a recurring joke in this movie, which is to make something Halloween Town just re- if just replace life with, with death, death, and then it's, death, which is dark. We'll see, in, in the gym later, there's a sign that says "Death Guard Not on Duty." Oh and my gosh! Like, oh, uh, it's bad. It's bad, y'all. Wow, but no. So then they go to the ice cream shop. They run into Calabar again, who again is pulling shit out of his ears, like. If you're really a warlock, like, please have better magic than this. Like, also we, t- we also, we discussed it a little bit. He has this weird thing where he continually calls Sophie Soapy <laughs> for no reason. That's another Basically thing. No I was reason. like, what is this? Does, like, this doesn't even sound like it's in the script. And if it does, it's, again, something that somebody pitched, like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he could, like, mess, mess with her razor. Like, I don't like, what, what could he say? Like, oh, he just, like, gets her name wrong and calls her, I don't know, Soapy? And they're like, Jim, that's it. There you go. That is it. Take, That's the levity the scene needs. Take take the Ferrari too, Jim. You're yeah, take the Ferrari too. <laughs> take the parking spot. And so <laughs> she goes to Calabar again, which I find Aggie insanely does. unbelievable because he's so obviously bad. <laughs> but she's like, hey, we got to help me out with this. People are up and disappearing. And he's like, you know what? It's an NBD. <laughs> Yeah, he says he says I didn't believe you at first. Now I do, but I'm still gonna ask you to hold. Yeah, on yeah. Time. He's like he's like just give me two. I, just give me two. Which just is give me so a solid two. weirdly specific. It's also yes. like like yeah, why two Calabar? Oh, probably because you're behind this whole plan. Um, but oh. moving on. <laughs> so she. So she doesn't say that she's going to hold off for two days, and Calabar is like, mm. you can tell on his face, he's like, I'm going to have to deal with her. And Again, then we so cut... obviously bad. Like, so yes. apparent. And then we cut over to across the street, and Marnie has found a flying broom dealership, which the budget of these brooms Thank is about you. $50. Thank you. We said the exact same thing. I was like, some frazzled PA on the set of this movie did it 15 <laughs> minutes before. They were like, uh, can you run out to Home Depot and just get like a shit ton of brooms? Nobody made brooms. We have no brooms. And so they're just like, they're like modern, like, like 2000s issue, like Home Depot brooms. And like they made Stacy buy like 15 cans of spray paint and they'll like spray paint the shit out of them. Just make them look like Yeah. And something. then they have like cardboard around them and stuff like that. Uh, so I could make you that. I literally could make you that. You right could. Now. It's very easy. And then the dealer, the salesman comes out who is like a dog man, but also an Elvis impersonator that's, for what no is, reason. What is his Halloween creature? Elvis? Dead Elvis? Because that's what I was getting. I literally makes, looked at my, I was like, who is he supposed to be? What is he supposed to be? 
It doesn't make any sense. So she's, Marnie's all up in these brooms, like, oh my gosh, Grandma, can I get a broom? And she's like, well, I don't see why not. And then the guy's, like, doing this whole elvish spiel about how you need the Astroglide 50,000 or whatever it is. And That like, sounds Luke, like lubricant, Luke. Astroglide oh, 50,000. I think that is I lubricant. I don't know. I wouldn't know. So, <laughs> that, I, I don't know. I don't know, Lube brand. What do you want from me? So Luke saunters up, not me, other Luke, and Luke. he's like, hey, Crom, like he's like throwing a lot of okay, shade. Okay, first of all, I have this written down. How the fuck does he know who she is? Yeah, it where did she? Make... Come, where did you learn who she is? Where did you get that info from? We learned who you are because we saw we were in a cab, but the windows were rolled up, so you don't know who she is. True, and he starts immediately like insulting her and then asking her out on a date, which because that's I, how that that's, that's how, how that works. works. I was I immediately would have said yes. Yeah. Make me feel like shit make about myself. Bad. Make me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's nodding. Make me feel like shit. <laughs> And then ask me out, and my ass will be there. And then Marty I was ready. I had my purse. I was like, let's go to the ice cream shop. Let's meet you. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and then Marty's like, you know, I was thinking about getting some ice cream. But then oh, I smelled something bad. This is so, so oh, painful to watch. Yes. He's this like, whole he's thing like I'm kind of a big cheese around here. Oh. And the minute he says it, I was like, they're going to do a setup on that, aren't they? And then yep. she just takes that, that lobbed softball and just hits it out of the park with i was gonna get some ice cream but then i started to smell something real stinky maybe Must it'd be the, the big cheese. big cheese and she get and then she just steps behind her grandma just like you just got served and he son looks devastated i was saying he does she she laid waste to him but, he's like but as we'll discover later on it's probably because luke has a very low self-esteem yeah he has self-esteem uh, again he does. why is benny ripping on him he's troubled I mean, yeah, but it's whatever. We're gonna move on. And so, so they Luke Luke goes away and he's like, You should you're gonna regret this. I'm a big deal. I'm friends with some really powerful things and AKA like, we now know um, that without anyone ever having to say it, um, that he's working for whatever is happening. He's bad. Exactly. exact and no. So they then there's some super questionable special effects and Debbie oh, yeah, Reynolds we, we, and Marnie so... fly out on this broom. They fly on the broom that they've just purchased, and I don't know. It's not that bad. It's okay. It's not, it, considering what low budget. I'm sure they two have. things. Where the yep. fuck are the other two kids? Just you chilling are being on the an irresponsible um, caregiver. Where are they? Yeah. How are they getting on home? the ground? Two. There is a point in which Debbie Reynolds is forced to say, "I can only assume at gunpoint." A line, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, "It's a witch's life." What is? Do you remember the line? Fuck. Where it's like it's. It's a witch's life. It's good to have a witch. There's some, like, insane line that, like, she's, like, she said it. I can only assume for the trailer, but it's incredibly corny, and she has to, like, cock her head back and laugh hysterically at her own comment. And it was painful to watch. It's very painful, but it's there is something kind of inherently magical in the scene, just like watching them fly around. Okay. Like Calm I, down. like I, I think it'll be. Do- I, I mean, Emma, the thing that I, reason I think this movie is so good is because I think it's a fun little adventure for kids, and I think the flying scene really adds something. I like. like magical I did remember. To I did remember that line where she's like, "If you, magic is just like wanting something, and then you let yourself have it." And I was like, "Bitch, no! It's not making me feel bad for not having magic." So they, so they land onto the ground and they're like, man. And then Sophie's like, my turn, my turn. And then suddenly the camera spins around and Gwen is there. And she just goes, no, you're all coming home with me right now. Because she is fur- furious that they have escaped Halloween Town. And we saw the scene where she found out that they were gone. Although they never really explained how she got there since the bus is Oh, not never once is that explained. Her and Marnie get into a big fight because Marnie knows she's a witch and wants to complete, wants to be 
train herself so she doesn't lose her powers. And Gwen is very much like, no, 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 we live in the mortal world. You're going to be immortal like your father. It's going to be fine. And you're never going to do witch stuff again, young lady. And I was kind of like, as much as we were saying we were agreeing with the mom, I agree with Marnie. At least give your daughter the choice. Yeah, why is she being so aggressive about it? She's being super aggro. Like, let her do some magic. She's not good at it anyway. She's not going to do anything with it. That Sophie is going to be the next Harry Potter. Worry about her. (laughs) Right. So she yells at her mother because, again, they hate each other's guts. And she's like, I'm taking the kids home This is a very broken relationship. They hate each other. Yes. And they talk. And then we cut to the bus stop where we get an entirely pointless scene with a two-headed bus driver guy who just is fighting with himself because he has two heads. And then they're trying to figure out when the next bus is coming, and it's really stupid and pointless. Yeah, why and are we they find out, Keep going. Exactly. The bus is delayed. They can't get on the bus. And then uh, Dylan, who is just a bitch, is just like, oh, it's good. We could ask the mayor for help. I, but he's really nice. And she goes, great idea, Dylan. And Marnie shoots him an evil eye because she wants to stay in Halloween Town. And we'll, we'll discuss how weird and creepy it's going to get when they so meet they the mayor. So they go to the mayor. Okay, there's wait, a lot. Wait, let's, wait, wait. Emma, pick... let's, Emma let's, take a, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about the mayor, okay? Oh, God. I have a lot to say about this next scene. A lot. All right. Well, you'll hear it in a second. We'll be right back, folks. Shivers down your spine. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. But I don't think we should. A spooky, scary skeleton shouts startling, shrilly screams. They'll sneak them, there's a couple of girls, and just won't leave you be. Okay, so they go into City Hall. Uh, this scene, if I had to pinpoint the thing that I had the biggest problem with, it would be this scene. I oh, hated everything about it. They mm-hmm. And I this is otherwise a very enjoyable movie. They then walk in. Gwen did not know that Calabar was the mayor. And there was, like, what was their eye contact about? Like, what happened in yes. their past? <laughs> like, something Calabar. happened I don't know what it was, Cal- but yeah, something fucked up happened. Because there's also a, there's yeah. a little beat where they're, like, he's, like, asking her out really weirdly. And then he's, like, yeah. show him some of our old haunts. And then there's, like, a long beat. And I'm, like, what haunts? Like, where where did you guys go? Like, so you guys were Maybe, up a bank I think or that something? W- like, I don't that might have Emma. That might have been a ghost pun. I feel like. Well, that, well I mean, it was uh, a ghost pun, but I'm like, it was more like, what? What happened with you guys? Something. There's something that they're not telling us. They either like had an orgy or robbed a bank. <laughs> okay, all right, that's two extremes. But yeah, he's got some serious creeper face going on during this. That's whole what I'm scene. saying. It's so obvious he's bad because he's so creepy. That and also, I they they cut to the kids at one point where Dylan's just like. 
what's going on? And Marnie goes, I don't know. And I was like, guys, read the room here. Like, they clearly used to bang. Uh, well, Marnie like, is, like, we already know, very emotionally immature. She doesn't even know what's going on. She just wants to read storybooks and uh, learn about hieroglyphics. She has no idea what's going on. But, yeah, they were like, what is going on here? And she's like, I don't know. And I literally said out loud, I was like, same. What is going on here? What are we doing right now? Because there's just, like, a bunch of, like, pregnant pauses while they're, like, uh, Gwen and... Uh, Calabar having this weird conversation. Yes, and then the craziest thing in the world happens, which is suddenly his secretary comes out. I thought the bat was his secretary. Who is this woman? And no, not only that, I know we were poking fun at how weird it was and what they considered a Halloween creature. She is just a woman in a pin cushion costume. (laughs) Molly goes, what is this person? I was like, a human pin cushion? Obviously everyone's favorite Halloween costume. I could I guess. It's the weirdest thing that it's just, and she loves, she loves me, and much like in the vein of Benny, she loves making puns that like relate to what she is. She loves making puns. She comes out. I am what I can only assume <laughs> is the uncut Colombian cocaine and he's like <laughs> rattling off puns faster than I've ever seen. Yeah, anyone. she's so like, like, like pins and needles, pins and needles. Oh, watch, sharp, watch. Yeah, she, I'm like, dude, she, one pun at a time. Like, she's like, Mr. Mayor, it's an emergency. You can't put a pin in it. And then she's like, I'm so excited to see how this shakes out. I'm on pins and needles. Ha! And like she's just like, exact producer's wife who like they just like threw her a roll and she went like, overboard with it and they're like this makes no fucking sense to you and they're like well we can't cut it because it's tom's wife so we're keeping it in but it's the funniest part of the entire movie just because you're just like what so was i so this okay the other thing about this scene like again why this movie was not well planned is that like this scene serves literally no purpose except to tell us that gwen and calabar dated he doesn't help her with the bus there's really no huge payoff from this scene besides we now know that they used to bone Yes. And he gets called away by the pincushion lady because there's an emergency. And we, then they, Sophie, again, doing what she does best, looking out windows. Predicting sees the that, Yeah, sees that the grandma ran into Luke earlier. And Luke is like, you're right about all this dark stuff going on. And I work for him because he thinks he's just like Yeah, hot. he really just like lets it all hang out. I was like, okay, well, you're admitting to some wrongdoing. But- and, you, and you guys are kind of right. She does kind of, she's kind of like boss bitch about it. She's just like, I am afraid of no creature. Take me to him. Yeah. Like, she's... What's your plan? She's very... Yeah, she doesn't even have the magic talisman that she's like, this is the thing that will defeat him. Um, so they see her being led into the old movie theater, and we cut into the movie theater, and it's the spookiest thing, like, ever. I I didn't remember much about this movie. This is the scene I remember, because it is scary, the scenes in the movie theater. Because there's just where the screen would be, there's two dogs, like, from Ghostbusters, like the gargoyle dog things, and then just a weird gray expanse of nothing, that, and then just people frozen in various okay, positions, this is where I'm and cobwebs talk about all around. What, this is, like, my last, like, massive thing that I have to talk about, and then it's all uh, downhill from here. What is his plan why? I don't... I've seen this movie, Luke, probably more than I've seen any other... Oh my god, you're right! What is his plan? <laughs> well, because I... You eventually find out his plan is that he wants to go back into the mortal world, but, like, why And is take he it over. That's that? what I'm saying, and also, yeah. we don't find why that part he... out until yeah. the last five minutes yeah. of the movie. What? What is his plan? You're what right. is his plan? 
You're right. Yeah, I didn't. His friend. I didn't understand it. I, I that didn't even click with me. He's like, don't worry. There's a ton of messages. He's like, don't worry. They're just frozen in time. That, but it's just like an evil spell. And I'm like, but why? Why is yeah, this necessary? And you're then right. you find he out. Said, oh my god. You're right. What is his plan? <laughs> he says. What? He specifically says he wants to go back into the human world, conquer it, and I guess destroy all the and humans or whatever. And be the ruler of both. But he doesn't but say that until the last he, five minutes. And then, but also, if you He's if you exhausted. if you don't like mortals, well, then why are you freezing all the people who are like you? What the fuck are you yeah. doing? Yeah, like it would make sense if it was just like the witches or something. But it's never explained that that's what's freezing. And there's like skeletons. Stuff. What is his plan? Watch the world. Okay, burn. he does. But also, again, back to what is his plan? It then is revealed in the fourth fourth quarter. I would call this actually overtime because this is five seconds before the movie ends, where he's like. It makes you're supposed to make the jump that the reason he hates mortals is because it's Gwen because married Gwen one. dumped him. So was your whole yeah. plan just based on being rejected by this one woman from your past? That's I, his whole plan. That's his whole yes, motivation. But you're right. His plan makes no sense. But yeah, so Luke leads her into the movie theater and he does this great dramatic like plop down on one of the seats, just like get ready for this bitch. Like it's about to get <laughs> real in here. Buckle your seatbelts. Buckle your seatbelts. Wild ride. And then out of the movie screen comes. Something that I'll, I'll give them credit. I, if I were a kid, I'd be scared by I remember by that being guy. scared by this. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. So do I. The, I remember the, being the, very scared by he, this. He's got a flowing black cloak and a messed up face. No plan, he's just, but he's... No, no friend, but he's scary. But then, like, as he starts to explain what he's doing and then he needs the talisman. Also, how does the talisman fit into it? Whatever. No, that's I'm the doing. other thing. What is that? <laughs> Why does he need that? Okay, I, I, oh my god, this is so weird. I can't believe I didn't pick up on this. But uh, this is what I'm saying. So they, he... they had no idea. They were writing the script, and then finally they got to like the last like tw- ten lines, and they were like, "Oh, like we didn't realize that we don't know why he's freezing people." Uh, I guess maybe the mortal world because that his his girlfriend married a mortal. Yes, Jim. There you go. There you go. You get the corner <laughs> office. Like what? Jim. Ah. Uh... Jim, classic Jim. Uh, so yeah, so he starts saying all this stuff, and then Luke starts acting as like his hype man. Like he's, I'll, uh, distru- I'll, uh, I'll freeze the residents of Halloween. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, he's like, we'll freeze the Halloween the residents of Halloween town one by one, and then Luke's just like two by two, three by, by three, three, baby. And then he, Calabar just looks at him, and again, we don't know his name is Calabar, but just looks at him and is just like, will you shut up? And I was just like, okay, that was pretty good. Um, but then again, it raises the question why he needs Luke to do any of this, but whatever. Um, he makes it apparent that he's going to freeze Maggie, and this greatly upsets Aggie, sorry, greatly upsets Luke, because he, was, Calabar apparently promised that he would leave the grandma alone, although I don't understand why Luke cares about the grandma. Why does he care? Why is this where he's putting the brakes on? Luke loves Marnie. After their five-minute conversation. Yes. It's a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> but if it was Marnie, it would make sense. He doesn't give a crap about Aggie. I guess, yeah, except I guess he that's does. That's Marnie's grandma. It is weird, but I'm, it is weird the fact that like he was fine with letting everyone else get frozen. But like this is where he draws the line. He's like, mm, oh no, I'm in too deep. Also, they make it super clear in the scene that the people in the movie theater seats who are frozen are not dead. They are still alive, but frozen time. They say they, that like five times they in the scene. Multiple times. Like to an insane. Right level to the point where Aggie gets hit with this spell. Gwen and Aggie are both hit with the sleepy spell. Right. And sleepy she is, as she's being frozen in time, like, which took an insanely long time, Gwen was out instantly yeah. and Aggie is like, we're looking at Marnie and is like don't worry, it's just an evil spell that freezes us. We're not yeah. dying. 
we will be okay. You know that like some Disney exec watches them was like, it looks like they're dead. It looks, this is, this is not good for a kid's movie. We got to really hammer at home that they're still alive. And then later on, they will go in and confirm once again that they are still alive. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mar- so yeah, the, the kids come in and Gwen sits down and then the kids flee because they're freaking out. And so they open up a side door and it becomes revealed that the monster hates light. light. Which, which is interesting doesn't really because come... he appears in full-on light yeah, near 20 really, minutes later. I mean, it does kind of make it look like it's being, like, dark clouds roll in, so it's in shadow. But it's everything looks exactly the same, so whatever. So they now decide that they need to do the talisman thing themselves, even though they no, no one can do magic, really, except for Sophie, who doesn't really know what she's doing. Exactly. And they also don't know so they, the plan with the talisman. Like, I don't know the plan with the talisman. Like, what is the plan yeah, with the talisman? Up, yeah, it comes up real quick that but once they have the talisman working, they don't know what to do with no, it. No, they have no idea. None. But, so they need... Vampire Fang, Werewolf Hair, and Sweat of a Ghost. And this is probably oh, my favorite we, part of the oh whole Oh my movie. god, wait! We didn't talk about we our favorite about moment. Lucas, you, we, Lucas, we didn't talk yeah. about our favorite moment. I'm so mad at us right now. We that skipped was, over it. We skipped over The best moment of this movie. I, Me and Molly both cackled out loud, like laughed so hard, <laughs> is when they're at the broom store. Sorry, this is doubling back. They're at the broom <laughs> store, and Luke walks up, and that... Elvis impersonator, corpse dog man, <laughs> Luke. I was like, oh, Luke, that kid is such a weird. <laughs> well, I'm laughing, Luke, I'm laughing about it now. And how no that was... bad. Everyone, that kid is such a wiener. I have, I'm laughing about it again. You, you can say wiener on Disney Channel? Oh, no, because they say it again. They do, because Sophie says, Grandma's being led somewhere by the wiener dude. She does say that. <laughs> I totally I did, missed that. That I was did, wild. I didn't, I, didn't think, I didn't think it important, because I'm not, like, 10 years old and think the word wiener is funny, but... I, don't I swear to God, no wonder this kid, like, got involved with the wrong crowd and has, like, self-esteem issues. Everyone's calling him a wiener every five seconds. <laughs> like, it's really rough. Okay, I'm glad we dedicated time to that. Okay, so... Sorry. I had to talk about that. I it was Glad you I guys, always call it the moments where we actually laughed out loud, and that was one of two moments where I actually like screamed with laughter because it was so funny. Um, okay, but no. So the kids run out. They need now to do this scavenger hunt to get the talisman. Working. And this is my favorite part of the whole movie, just because again, it's like you get to see the inside parts of Halloween Town where everything doesn't look as bad, but still crappy enough that it's funny. Um, so they go to a hair salon and shave a werewolf guy after doing some impressive pyrotechnics with a hairdryer which did make me laugh a little bit because marty's like fading the woman who is a shrub who is who is a shrub that is her yes she is a shrub not a herb not a, they, she's a no she's an herb not a shrub oh sorry and so and yes the werewolf hairdresser is like hilarious he's awesome i really love him um, so they go, and then they just, like, distract the werewolf hairdresser, and then they shave the back of his head, and they got the werewolf hair. Then they go to a gym, and, oh, by the way, one of my favorite, like I said, I do like how they peppered in small oh, jokes God. into the into the movie. One of the purveyors of the hairdresser salon is reading a magazine called Vampire Affair, what? which I loved. It's oh, like... Oh, my God. All right. Instead of Vanity Fair, Vampire Fair. Anyway. So they, so they, go, they go to the to... gym, which and the most disturbing scene for me, personally, the one that's going to keep me awake at night is that cat woman teaching that aerobics yes, class she and, like, an meowing at everyone and the dog and she's people. Like, she's like, I was like, this she's needs like, to dog stop. People, 
Dog people don't stop panting. Come on, baby, let's do Ooh, it. Like, they, it did a, they dedicate a they dedicate a weird amount of time to it. And oh, it's like, like stir the cauldron for like an extra Stir like, the cauldron. Matter. Stir the cauldron. We're watching stir it for so cauldron. long. I was like, okay, it's, let's go. Let's yeah. get to the ghosts. Like, and so they go. They go down to the steam room and they're like, let's find a ghost. And Dylan says, a ghost can't sweat. It doesn't have a body. Which Kind of a good, good point, point, Dylan. Good, yeah, I'll first give you credit there. Said, first of all, I like, said. Yeah, um, I'll give him credit as much as he's trying to explain away magic. Like, that's a legitimate concern I would have. So they get the sweat of the ghost because he gets in a sweat box no, and they, like, no, crank because, it up on him. No, the reason they get it is because Sophie does the is get solves it through racism yeah. essentially <laughs> i don't know if racism is the right word there she puts on like a towel she's over herself and starts, ghost culture exactly and she starts moving around saying like boo like moaning and he's like yeah yeah funny and then he starts to get really pissed off that she's impersonating a ghost and i was his like culture oh, okay. is not a costume he is it's yeah and, and then she, he gets also the steam machine and the fact that he's getting worked up about this makes a drop of sweat and Marnie grabs a vial literally out of nowhere that a vial should so be. So we get the sweat of the ghost. They then, the next thing is like fang of a vampire. Which is, which they, which they throw away immediately. She just goes into a dentist's office and a vampire, a dentist pulls a vampire's okay. tooth and she also, just grabs me, it. Mal- it Mally takes five something seconds. amazing. Please tell them what you noticed when they pulled the vampire's tooth out. They just blacked out her actual tooth to make it look like there wasn't a tooth there, but it was like shiny it was in the camera. Very, so it was very easily uh, yeah, noticeable it's that really it's a... just her tooth with some black makeup. On. That same PA Stacy that had to paint yeah. the brooms had to like take a marker to a sharpie to this woman's tooth because they did not want to pay for any effect. Like it is just yeah. blacked yeah, out you're with right. sharpie. I... I noticed that, but I didn't know exactly what was going on, but you're definitely right. That's exactly what I was happened. like, they really gave up on this one. The first two stops, so they were like, okay, let's put some effort into these scenes. They were like, done with the tooth of a vampire thing. Right. So they have all of the ingredients they need for this potion. And so she comes out of the dentist's office and is talking to her brother and sister. And here's an immediate question that I have, is Sophie is just petting a dog. And while that seems innocuous, there are dog people in Halloween Town, right? Wow. He really hit on something important here. Do yeah. the dog people also own dogs? Is this is like it a, a goofy, goofy Pluto, Pluto goofy Pluto situation <laughs> where there are dogs but also people. dog people and those those because, dog people also or can have ownership over dogs right it's it's confusing is all I'm saying um so they have all the ingredients and then Betty the cab driver rolls up and Sophie as much as the vein that she can sense the future she senses that the bad thing which is yes, what she calls why is Sophie um, Sophie's not a witch she's a goddamn prophet like I don't Basically. understand this. She's yeah. literally can see the future. Like, Marnie has, like, intuition yes. and deja vu, but Sophie's like, okay, I see exactly where this is going. I know step one, two, three, and four, this guy's bad. Right. And I'm like, right. thank God. So Benny, Benny has been taken over by the bad thing, and... To solve it, they send a do- the dog after him saying, go get the bone. And then despite the fact that Benny's in a car, he's terrified by the fact Horrified. that there's a dog. And so they go back to their grandma's house and they're making the witch's brew and they pour it into the talisman, which again is basically like a staff flashlight. And again, Sophie is the only one that knows how to do magic. Yeah, and that's the thing, is she quickly realizes, okay, it's filled up with the witch's brew. What are we going to do, do with do it? now? Also, she doesn't, to, she doesn't to remember the Calabar thing. The Calabar thing. I said, "What is their plan?" Like, we, yeah, you got it, but like nobody knows how to turn it on except for Sophie again, because she is the Messiah. Essentially, <laughs> she is the one who saves everybody. She's like a because... wandering wise shaman who knows everything, and you're yes. like happens to turn the spell into a song. I was like, "That's yes. convenient." 
She, because yeah, the spell that Aggie said That's what earlier I'm on. I feel like the whole script is like, what is your plan? Like they were like, oh shit! So we got them all getting the ingredients. Like, how do they know how to turn it on? Grandma's oh, frozen, yeah. and they're like, oh, what if uh, Sophie yeah. just knows it? Uh, okay, what is the plan? What is the plan? Uh, so, so yeah, so Sophie knows the spell, which makes no sense because it was absolute nonsense. Whatever Aggie was saying earlier, but somehow oh, she yeah. got it, and they, Matt, Marnie, and. Uh, Sophie combine their magic to make it light up so it's working and they're like okay great what do we do now they don't know they take it to the movie theater and they're like waving it in front of their mom and grandma like trying to get it to work and they don't this know this was the biggest narrative leap. jump of the, the entire movie <laughs> yes. and I both were like what about this where she's like uh what do we do with it oh wait a second Mortal see, mortal do. Oh, wait a second. Where do you put the candle when it's dark on Halloween? Uh, inside the pumpkin. I was like, whoa, she just jumped yeah. over many Aggie, hurdles to get to cause, that. Because Aggie explained earlier that ha- our Halloween comes from the traditions of Halloween Town. And so she's like, in oh, an, in, a, in a completely throwaway line that is only yes. mentioned once. But it, then the entire plot hinges on her, them knowing yes. this. Yes. So she realizes that they need to take the talisman and put it in the pumpkin in the center of town. I guess. For whatever logic leap and then so they go outside and oh by the way we forgot to say when they mentioned when they left the house she grabbed like her grandma's witch's robe so she got like a hood on and she's looking fly um so they go up to the center of town and then as she's walking up to the pumpkin oh by the way the pumpkin is randomly on fire in one shot for no reason it doesn't make any sense yeah it's like smoking no there's legit like flames and i was like wait is did they like burn it down or something but no it's just on fire for one shot but Whatever. Oh, so yeah. then Luke, Luke intercepts them, and she's like, no, it's a trap. He's waiting for you. I am leaving him because he got, hurt your grandma, and I care about her now for some reason, and I actually care about you, but whatever. So they devise the plan that he's going to wear the hood and sneak up to we him. We don't because... see this happening, though. We don't, we right. just, all we see is like a hooded figure moving through the crowd, and like it's revealed later. Suddenly the sky darkens, and that same, the bad thing, is all we know it to be at this point, appears above City Hall, and is like, Halloween Town, we should reclaim what we want, what our world that was once okay. ours, by destroying the mortals. <laughs> Again, Shoot. what is your plan? Second of all, <laughs> light, like, he, like, cowered from the light in the movie theater. He was like, Ugh! like it was like a Wicked yeah. Witch of the West thing, where I was like, oh, does light destroy him? He then comes out in broad daylight, and I was like, Oh, okay, I guess maybe the cloud cover thing makes explains that away. Then he has this elaborate costume put together to like be this creepy, crazy dude. Within For five seconds, no reason. takes it off and reveals that he is Calabar. Yeah. I was like, what is the point of this costume? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because the only people who would see him freeze people are the people, the people that would get frozen. frozen. So why did he need to have this huge, like creepy, sec- like? alter ego like stage persona and if within a moment one of revealing his plan he's like just kidding it's me calabar with a c or a k who knows <laughs> like, and also the other thing about how people of halloween town super on board with his plan there's a there's a bunch yeah, of they're like very, cuts they're very... to them but people people being like oh yeah like get what he's saying like you fuck mortals right like i was like what they're very wishy-washy on the topic is what's happening like either way this That's shakes out saying. if the cromwells win or calabar wins they'll be like yeah sure totally down with this they, <laughs> they don't, don't care, care at all they're like his plan there I, I said this to molly and she had a good point but like i was like they are super down for this plan to like enslave the human race but then when the Cromwells win, they're ecstatic. 
like their team yeah. has won the Super Bowl. I'm like, you were down with the other fan five minutes ago. Yeah, Molly wait, said well, that it was because they saw him at that point, like hurt a child. Wait. So maybe that was like they. It was like that was too far. Much like Luke I with guess. the grandma, like that's when he. They were like, okay. But so the Kate thing happens. He nails Luke with the spell. He nails Luke who's in the cloak, and he's like, fooled ya. Yeah. Because apparently the spell takes like five seconds to activate, even though you got he got hit with it like ten times. Because again, for no adequately explained reason, Calabar needs this talisman that he knows Barney has. And so then we cut, and once he realizes what's going on, we cut over and Marnie's just climbing the pumpkin really lazily. Like, it's not really wearing, epic like, in any way, shape, or form. Wearing, the ugliest pair of Reeboks I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Yeah, she's it's wearing, like, the most 90s, 90s Nike tennis shoes ever. And she's climbing and she's like, ah, I've got to put the light in the thing. And then Sophie and Dylan are just off to the side because they're not the main characters, not helping her. Doing Crouching, anything. hidden, pussies. Yes. Doing nothing. And then Calabar hits her with the freeze spell. And she just freezes with the thing in her hand, and it looks like the day is lost. And Calabar is like, yes, nothing can stop me, Calabar, we are going to kill all the humans. And then Marnie essentially performs the first water bottle flip. So this is magic. This is her using magic, correct? We have not seen Marnie ever successfully do magic. But there is a whole like voiceover thing where people's like, well, you know what, you just have to know what you want and then let yourself have it. I kind of, I think as a child, it seemed that the thing just fell naturally like that. But yes. But now watching it again as an adult with like the things that they're playing behind her yeah, are all about doing right. magic. And I, so I think we're supposed to believe that she is subconsciously as she's fading into this popsicle like frozen state, she's performing magic. So yes, the 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 talisman lands perfectly in the little the middle of the pumpkin, and light shoots out of it everywhere, uh, blinding Calabar because I guess this is light now. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then all the people in the movie theater wake up, including Aggie and Gwen, and they rush to the center, and they're all celebrating like, "Yeah, we did it!" But then freaking Calabar just like waves his hand, and the talisman and comes right it. to him. It like, I was like, wait, it. wait, if you could do that the whole time, why didn't you do that if you know also, that they had it? Also, like, then could this not just be them taking it back and forth from each other for the next 40 minutes? Like, if that's something that we can do, like, why is that? Not that how I don't see an end to that. It, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And so he's just standing there. He's like, yes, yeah, so now I have the talisman. He literally is just standing laughing for the next, like, 20 minutes of screen time. Like, he's not shooting spells at anybody because Aggie shows up. And Gwen and her and Gwen try to do a spell with using some smaller talisman that she pulls out of nowhere. And just like, and he's like, ha, you can't d- defeat me now that I have the talisman. So I'm guessing the talisman like increases his power or something. I don't know. Whatever. Again, what is the plan? Why does he need the talisman? It doesn't make any fucking sense. But they all start like chanting again, nonsense at him, like some spell to like defeat him. Right. Because apparently wait, wait, we can there's do that now. There's something we should talk about is that. Dylan gets very angry, and it's revealed that Dylan actually is magical, and ha- and he's a warlock, which is something that will, like, never come up again in the rest of the three Halloween Ever movies. again. Also, the last note that I have about this movie is, and it's written in all caps with an exclamation point, Hey, Chocolate Bar. Yeah. Why yeah. does she call him a chocolate bar? Yeah. Another one of her most fire insults of all time that she delivers with the most unwavering confidence. Yeah, this is her John McClane dropping the one-liner Mike moment. Mike drop. Like, she is, so yeah, she realizes that they all need to chime in because if they can all defeat Calabar, because spells are more powerful with more than one witch, 
So she says, been hey, chocolate bar. Like, it's the most badass thing of all time. She's like, and she's like, he's like, what? Do you really think your magic can defeat me? And she goes, no, but maybe my mom, mom and my and grandmother my sisters, and, sister, and, my, and my brother and my dogs. Like, and <laughs> like, and she lists everyone. They all hold yeah. hands. They say no, some nonsense. No, it's, it's important because Dylan does not hold hands at first because he is refuting the fact that he is magical, even though he just had CGI sparkles coming out of his hand near minutes yes. ago. And they're all about to die, so just go with the flow for Jesus, for Pete's sake, Dylan. And so they're all just humming. That is the magic spell. Is them just yeah, going, it's humming. Mm. And then they're not. They don't have enough power. And Matt, Marty's just like Dylan, get your hand in the game. And like he's like, Ugh, fine. And then he puts her hand hand on, holds Sophie's hand, and then starts humming. And the light in the talisman starts to flicker. And then I guess. Calabar is defeated. Dies? Question mark is trapped. No, do we find out dead. how? We- because we know. Yes. He comes back we with a different he- first uh, <laughs> letter in his name, and he has revenge. <laughs> he does. But does do we know? Do they, I, don't, I haven't seen Halloween Town two in a long time. So do we know how he survived this? Like, is he trapped in the talisman or something? I don't or- know. I don't no? know. No. Okay. I don't Doesn't know. matter. But so this is Vanquish. Again, these wishy-washy-ass residents are, like, super celebratory. Who have done like, you were nothing on his to help. Side. You, they didn't help at all, but they are super excited. The Marn, This is that Marnie goes over. We see that Luke is, like, actually an ugly troll, which, like, yes, I think I get self-confidence was... issues. Can everyone stop fucking railing on this 13-year-old yeah. boy? Just let him I believe live. It's actually, I believe it's actually revealed in Halloween Time 2 that he's a goblin, not a troll. But, uh, so Emma, so Emma, was it the goblin part that did it for you when you were a kid? No, I think it was just that he was an asshole. (laughs) 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 Um, and so she, like, gives him a kiss on the cheek. He's like, hit me up if you ever in Halloween time. This, to me, was the weirdest part of this ending, was that Aggie, I've never picked this up. Aggie comes over to Luke and is like, we got a job for you. And I was like, Yeah, what? that's weird. I was like, why I, I wrote that down job? too. And I was like, what? What's going on? And, and and out of work? It's going to be rev- 13 year olds can't job. drive cars. <laughs> yeah, that's what I and was going to say. his job is driving the bus. And I'm like, why does he need this bus driver gig? Also, can 13 yeah. year olds drive? I guess if it's a magic bus. But I do want to talk about, yeah, she kiss, she kisses Luke on the cheek, which is like the pinnacle of how much romance a 90s movie about for kids can show. Um, but I do want to. But we can say wiener. But we can say wiener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to pose this question to with you, ladies. Um, Marnie has a couple of love interests over the Halloween Town series. Do you think Luke is her OTP? I okay. There was also this was a question in the Seventeen interview where she was like, "Who should have Marnie Evan ended up with?" I agree with Kimberly J. Brown. Definitely not the Lucas Grabeel character. Um, I don't believe in that at all. I think the Lucas Grabeel character wasn't her love interest. It was the there was the, she. It was a mortal guy. That she took on a no, on a broom ride. No, in the fourth one, he becomes her love interest. Oh, oh Sarah Paxton. Okay. When Sarah Paxton takes over, she and Lucas Grebeel start to want to bone. You're each right. Other. I for, I forgot about that. That's stupid. Anyway, I don't remember any of the other Halloween towns? Um. So, oh, the third one's yeah. actually really. I good. think I really. I think I honestly think Luke is more of a friend. I think her OTP is um the guy from the third one. I I agree with that. The human the third one's guy. Act- the human the third one. The third one's actually really good. And yeah, I like his character a lot. Um, um, so sorry, uh, sorry, Molly, that you don't remember, know what we're talking about. So but, uh, also they wrap this movie up like insanely quickly. In, in um, five minutes. In five minutes. Five again, minutes. again, what was their plan? They are fit, making it up as they go along. And I'm like, oh shit, like they have to get back to the mortal world. Like this issue's about to close. Like park is shutting down, folks. Like, and then they're just like, oh uh, yeah, we got to go back. Um, also, 
um, mom, I'm super chill with you. Marnie, I'm super chill with you. Their, their like, disagreements are completely gone. Uh, yep. Gwen is now training her to be a witch. It's totally chill. And then mm-hmm. they're like, Grandma, we're going to miss you. Like, it sucks that you can't visit for a whole other year because of these arbitrary rules. And then Gwen's like, yep, just move in with us. And I was like, well, she literally said in the beginning of this movie that, like, she wants to be in Halloween Town, like, where her friends are and mm-hmm. her life is. But that Where conflict, she has a nicer, bigger house. Well, that, con- that conflict is completely gone and she's like 100 percent. let me get my moving bag and let's get the fuck on this bus and go home i was like also, what dylan also much like the screenwriters dylan immediately dismisses the fact that he's magical yeah and exactly. says it was probably just static electricity on my fingers or maybe an aurora borealis which oh, this guy's gotta know that's not what an aurora borealis is and so they yeah they like they're like everything is perfect everything is fixed and they're like oh grandma's living with us awesome i'm gonna be a witch dope let's go and they get on the bus and- end of movie and they say bye to Benny, which I enjoyed because I did like Benny. And everyone is waiting and, at them, like, like and he said, and, and Benny says something to the effect of, "I know we'll meet again. I can feel it in my bones." Oh yikes! Yeah, I love it. And yeah, that's Halloween Town. It was great, guys. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like we kind of dumped on it a lot, but I really liked. No, it. No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for as much as I made I fun think, of it. I liked. It. I think probably out of the three we've seen so far, this one's probably the best. It's definitely my favorite out of the three we've seen. Yeah. Um, but Molly, I will what say, yeah, what did you think of it? Did you like it? Did you yeah, hate it? I was thinking about just listening to you guys talk about how really the whole time you just made fun of it. <laughs> but it, yeah. I did like watching it. It's an enjoyable watch. It's but I it think is, it it's is fun to make fun of because it's so old. Yes, and also yeah. like it's kind of like hocus pocus in that regard. The also the weirdest thing is like I have not realized until this point that the Calabar's plan makes no sense, and that was the biggest yeah. shock for me yeah. of all. That I was, was like, a, I am still real. Yeah, I'm that. sorry we had to reveal that to you in real time, but we had reached that conclusion before you got to it. But yeah, it doesn't make You're any right. sense. Um, you want to do taglines? Well, no, that's the problem. We, we can't do taglines because this movie doesn't have a tagline. <sighs> Unless this movie is this. I like. I don't really know what I would make fun of for this movie because this movie. A bunch of it, it almost feels like it's making fun of itself. Oh yeah, in it knows. Ways. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would think the tagline "Halloween Town," a town with stuff from Halloween. That, but it's not though. But it's, it's really also, not. but also not because there's a human. But, also, but yeah, I, I definitely, I liked it. I think it's a good. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably like it at least somewhat. Because I would it's, rate it's it based... above the first two. I think it's better than Smart House. I think it's better than PPP. Yeah, because I because it's it's fun. It's fun. There's not as there's not as much like in those other ones. I was you guys may have groaned at some of Dylan's jokes, but a lot of, for those a lot of the time I was just like um, I was just like oh my gosh. I also but I, was gr- I don't I feel like the other two movies like I with a passion hated the main character in Smart House. He was a complete yeah dick and Carter and, and Carter's a bitch and, and yeah and then and then the main character Princess Protection Program I hated and I like the Marnie character. Yeah, so. Marnie's great. Marnie's great. The, I liked. I liked two out of three of the kids, which isn't bad for Disney's fifth or fourth decom. And you were one of the kids, so that's good. All right, shut up. So before we let you guys go for the week, uh, I'm just going to plug a month. Thank you. Uh, We're going to with it. I think that's going to be another recurring thing on this show is that we always say week, even though it's a monthly show. Um, So I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to plug real quick I'm going to plug audioentropy.com which is a independent podcast collective set up by some really cool people that I am acquainted with and they have a lot of really really good shows that are very very funny they have a couple new ones like Transmission which is about uh, being a trans person hosted by three trans women who are all all independently hilarious so it's going to be great 
Uh, they have All Along the Watchtower, which is a DC Animated Universe rewatch podcast. And then they have Teenagers with Attitude, which is a Power Rangers rewatch podcast that I was just on for the second time on episode 63. And it was a great time. Give it a listen. We talked a lot about the new movie that's coming out. Um, it's a really great network. Emma, go ahead. I'm going to plug my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler. Um, it's a good time. Also, my seven-year-old cousin just sort of had a text, and I'll be posting live screenshots of that. Which is going to be a wild fucking ride. Malik, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, no, just have a great month. <laughs> that was really, that was heartwarming. That was pure. Just or follow me on Instagram. Follow her on Instagram. At Malzy Dalsy. What's the Instagram? Malzy Dalsy. With Z's. Okay, <laughs> with, with, super. Um, but just, and I hope you guys all have a fun and safe Halloween. Halloween is my favorite holiday at Rock. But before, so before we close out. I, we have to talk about what movie we're watching next month. Um, because as darned as I tried, I could not find a Thanksgiving-related Halloween... I mean, Thanksgiving-related movie Thanksgiving is a in. shitty holiday. And there's only, like, three Halloween, Thanksgiving movies anyway that aren't Disney Channel original movies, and two of them are good. Um, so I decided that we're going to start a new tradition with D-Comedy. Oh, which, God. Which is, in every, Halloween, every October, we're going to do a spooky movie. And then Christmas, and then December. Obviously, we've got some Christmas movies and holiday movies to get through. So I think for November, we should do ones that are a certain type of decoms, which are ones that are based on TV shows. Because I'm especially thankful for those TV shows, and I think that's what we should that's all be thinking sweet. about. So this is so come back each November for s- s- gems like the Even Stevens movie, the Proud Family movie, the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. The first one we're doing of this vein is next month we are going to be watching the first animated Disney Channel original movie, Kim Possible, So the Drama. Ooh, great title. It's going to be a banger. Me, 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 me. Uh, it's going to be great. Big fan. Have a great Halloween, guys. If you're looking for any good Halloween movies to watch, I recommend this and also a little movie called Monster Squad, which is awesome. And we will end on this note. Halloween is cool. Halloween Bye. is cool. DCOMs forever. Thank you so much to Molly hosting. Have a plan. Yeah, thanks, Molly. Thanks for coming on. Guesting. You're the best. Not hosting. Thanks for having me. Okay. Woo! Woo! DCOMs forever. Bye. How sweet. Buying little Marley here her first broom, huh? It's Marnie. But this is a local boy. Luke. Hey, don't sell me too short there, Grammy. I'm something of a big cheese around here. Maybe I can show you around sometime. Buy you an ice cream. The abominable snowman has a little shop down the street. You know, I was kind of hungry, but then I smelled something stinky. It must have been the big cheese. Perhaps another time. Yeah, like never. You know, if you people were smart, you'd be nice to me. I'm friends with some very powerful creatures around here, you know. Oh, that Luke dude. He's turned into such a wiener.